This is the Rad Mars Podcast, episode 29. I'm Andy Mindler. And I'm Brendan Trombley. I'm Andrew Ford. And I'm Roushey. And I'm uh, Porter. And I'm Yo. back! Welcome back! Woo. Yeah, welcome back, Matt. From his hiatus. We haven't seen you since the summer, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Sometime back oh, in my. long May. What was the last one? Was that the the camping one? Is that what the last? Oh one yeah, we on? talked about yeah camping and yeah and hiking the Adirondacks. And stuff. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Then in in 2020 time, that was about five years ago. I was gonna say seven, <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. on. It could have been. You never know. <laughs> time moves slow and fast at the same time. Mm-hmm. Here at the end of the world. Amazing how an entire year fit into five days. Like weird how that works. <laughs> any uh so, anything you could tell us about the last five years slash two months well geez had i started in the new job i think so I yeah i think i had yeah i had or it was like just started <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm making it I don't, up. Know. I don't really know where am i where are any of us <laughs> we're on the planet earth welcome to earth uh i did go <laughs> to i f- all right this is kind of crazy wait hold on was that an independence day reference mike Yes. <laughs> like my brain was like, he's doing something. I don't know what that what is. What is that? <laughs> so he says Earth because he's got the cigar in his mouth. Yeah, that's right. But he, but he like punches the alien in the head. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks Sorry. for that, Rash. Uh, I, in the middle of a pandemic, decided that my like crippling anxiety, not being able to leave the house, was so bad that I needed to do something really drastic to like bust myself out of it so my partner was in seattle doing a gardener exchange um working for this crazy awesome historic garden out there um and so i was like i'm gonna fly out there at the end of her trip and drive across the country in the middle of a pandemic and recreate every apocalypse movie ever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait you both flew and drove drove cross country i flew out to seattle and drove back home to philadelphia wow Fuck. okay yeah <laughs> did you drive a rental back yes it was a, like so expensive <laughs> why, like three why, times why do the price thing? of flying <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, was it seems like, like fun. It seems like a cool thing to do. I saw some of the pictures by the way. I mean it was awesome. I I like all right, in hindsight, it was probably the best thing I've ever done for my anxiety. Like I feel like a totally different person. Cause I was in the middle of a fucking like desert with nothing as far as I could see. Like anxiety just like pouring over my body and i was fine like i made it through like it was terrible but i now can do anything i feel like like going to the (laughs) grocery store used to be this like fuck i gotta do all this stuff to prepare and a pandemic you know and now (laughs) i'm just like oh no big deal I'm just like a regular. And now human he's like, now. oh, I'll just use Instacart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's because the desert made you 
extra anxious i would have thought like oh i'm in nature the anxiety is like dissipating <laughs> away you went yeah. desert mad <laughs> i don't know what happened out in the desert but something happened <laughs> you got haunted by a desert spirit Took i think what it was and... is that i just like yeah. i had no choice like there was nothing that could be done so i just had to like guzzle the anxiety and just like swallow it through my body and, and then pee it into a jug that sat next to you for 40 miles. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I was like, hey, look, there's my anxiety in a jug next to me in the car. Not so scary now, huh? Fuck you, out the window, you know? <laughs> so Hitchhiker gets hit is in the this head. A, is this a piss Slash, metaphor? Oh. Is that what this is? Not again. Are we talking about pee? <laughs> yeah. So, great. That was my <laughs> That's that You went on an adventure, man. Five weeks slash two and a half years that's insane and also awesome yeah that's super legit how long did it take to drive i got there on a wednesday night and we stayed in seattle until friday and then i was home by thursday and we went to yellowstone and we went to the grand tetons and badlands which i saw like longhorned rams like as like i could touch it like just chilling you shouldn't and I was terrified. I was like, <laughs> they're Whoa. full of diseases. Also, they'll gore you with their big horns. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but longhorn rams have really long horns. They're so long. They're like their entire body and all curled up. They're so cool. It's It was like, that's a mythical creature. I don't care who's, who's around that says that's not. It's. That's that's from the mythos, right there. <laughs> so so yeah. Great. I guess I've never seen anything that big or cool. Yeah. In person. And then bison, like, just so many bison. Also big. Also scary. Don't touch them. I mean, like, I didn't even. I, I'm gonna sound really dumb right now, but I didn't really think they were around still or real. Oh. <laughs> like, like, I've eaten a bison burger, so I know they're real. But also, like, you have this disconnect, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what's the difference between a bison and a buffalo? There's no difference. I, I didn't even think bison were real, so don't ask me. They're the me. same? Yeah, they're the same. <laughs> they're the same? I believe so. Oh, okay. Sorry, is that disappointing to you? <laughs> no, yeah, I, just, I just thought they were different. I don't know. I never thought. There was one walking Obviously, down the bison highway. can fly, and they have an arrow on their forehead. Yeah. Like... Yep, yep. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> that's the crucial difference. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video, Roushi, of the one walking down the middle of the highway. And Yeah, I did see that one. That was, like, fucking nuts. I don't know why you were in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving on the highway. Like, we had just left Yellowstone, and it was just like a straggler out on the edges of the park and was walking down the middle of the highway. Like... <laughs> Not a small road, like a dirt road, like a huge highway, like going around a cliff. <laughs> and he's just like, did you lean out of the car window and start cursing at it? Like, get out of the fucking road, you jackass. What is it? Get I, get out of I wanted ass. to be like, here, take my keys, take my wallet. Like, just please don't crash us over this cliff off the side. It was... <laughs> what, did, what did he mug you? <laughs> I yeah. mean, he, he might have well. He was so big, so scary. He stuck his tongue out at us, like <laughs> it's like Yoshi does. Oh, that's like, not a good yeah. sign. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, it's like fact checking myself here. 
Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to spread lies. <laughs> on the Buffalo internet, versus yeah. bison. Well, yeah. So like colloquially, colloquially, that word. Uh, yeah, they're the same, but um, technically, bison and buffalo are different types of animals, and uh, the one we're talking about is the American bison. So they are bison, not buffalo. Is buffalo the ones that are crossbred with cattle to no. like make them more like domesticated and like easier to maintain? I heard that that's a thing that they do. I mean, uh, no, buffalo are like their own thing, hmm. uh, God, like water buffalo and etc. So like, dumb. but they're like African <laughs> and other things like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. But which one has the chicken wings? <laughs> the American bison, clearly, because buffalo wings were they were invented in yeah Buffalo Wild Wings, the restaurant, uh, and and uh, we that, were, yeah, that, that, that happened in America. We were in a Jeep Cherokee, like a big SUV, and the bison was the size of our Jeep. They're so big, you could take yeah. It. Just get out and just, wrestle it. Just ride it and take, then ride grab it the cross bull by the horns. <laughs> what? No, you, I meant the car could take it, not you. You definitely <laughs> you could not you could take it. Porter, just like, <laughs> all right, yeah, Porter, let, me you take him. Him. let me You weigh him. like 130 pounds. <laughs> 130 pounds of solid bone. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Come a, get me. A skeletal sack. I'm all sharp edges. Just shatters like a porcelain doll. Just like. <laughs> porcelain doll in like a baggie because my bones yeah. will just crumble inside of me. <laughs> jingle around. He's like, he's like, who gave me this bag of glass? I don't need this. Now I gotta mark it before putting it in the trash so someone doesn't hurt themselves. But can you imagine hunting like a herd of those? Like trying to like survive and hunt those down? Like no. Yeah, it's pretty or crazy. Or shit, yeah, like fucking Neanderthals fighting goddamn woolly mammoths and shit. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Insane. What a sentence. <laughs> I try my best. We we got through it in the end. Man, just thinking about that life is making me hot. Hot and sweaty. <laughs> is that the anxiety so. sweats? Mm. He's gonna wake up and it's like in his room. He's like, you thought you got away? Oh, yeah. So what I I I know it's just like. I don't know if you guys care to hear about this or not, but I, my like method for the madness of like curing my anxiety was I, every morning before I did anything like in the hotel, I just meditated for like a half hour straight and I'd never meditated that long before ever, but I was like, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to beat this motherfucker and I'm not going to have a panic attack in the middle of like. Idaho, where there's like nothing as far as I can see, you know. Um, Eastern Washington State was awful. Like, I never want to go back there. I just, there was just nothing but desert and like nothingness. And it's, there was juju there. I was so unsettled in like the Eastern deserts of Washington State. I, I was like, all right. I don't like this at all. What is this place? Because it was just like, as far as you could see, there was nothing. Like, not even a tree. Like, just, just like on the flat ocean. dirt. Just, just 
dirt and like little like dunes and just like it just felt like death it was just it was so like there was so much pressure on my body from its existence <laughs> when I was driving through. It's so weird. Um, but, but the rest of it was like totally fine. Uh, maybe, maybe it was just like me, the shock of me actually doing this and like being on the road and in the middle of nowhere. And like, that just happened to be the first, like I can't see anything but road in like 360 degrees around me. So that might've been like what was happening, but Anyway, we would get up in the morning and meditate for a half hour, which is more than double what I've ever done before. And I was using the Headspace app, you know, just like managing anxiety course or whatever. And it like was absolutely like instant, unbelievable shift in my anxiety. Like I felt like I could do anything. And I don't know if it was just because there was nothing I could do but do nothing like sit in a car and listen to audiobooks and like just like surrender to it because I was going to be in the car for another eight hours with like minimal stops and minim like you know crazy anxiety thoughts are like are there hospitals around what if I stop breathing you know what if I have to shit you know what if I have to like you know what if I start throwing up my stomach for some random reason which I've never thought about before but my anxiety's like hey how about this one you know um you know where's your birth certificate <laughs> oh, fuck, what? I need that you know yeah uh and it's so like it just I it just it was unbelievable what happened uh like and I was terrified to do this and I just stuck to the routine like 30 minutes meditate no matter what even if we were late even if we we're behind schedule just like we're gonna be on the road for forever we'll just drive another hour longer you know what's another hour on top of like 13 hours of driving right um and and I had like a little there's this thing called rescue remedy which is like a tincture of homeopathy like total garbage like juju medicine right and you you like it's like a tincture of like herbs that have been like homeopathy is like i don't know if you, you have put rocks you know in front this, of it bogus for, for, yeah you pray you put you pray for it yeah you put it's a rock like, in front of it the gems and crystals is this like you have the one that needs to be charged yeah. by the moon kind yeah. of thing <laughs> <laughs> crystals all around you i felt like a crazy person because i was like yeah. doing all this stuff to get me through this like what seemed like seemed to a lot of people like an exciting like awesome adventure to me was like my worst fear you know being in the middle of nowhere without anything to save me if i had any sort of episode or like anxious whatever you know um but i but i had this like this little tincture and I would like put the potion on my like wrist and I would rub it and put it behind my, like I was putting cologne on, but it was just like herbal <laughs> stress reliever herb potion. So I put my potion on, I did my meditation. I like, <laughs> I like had a no roll of you thought The, the Rams were mythical creatures, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I didn't know who I was the whole time. <laughs> it's actually just like chloroform. Yeah. He's just putting low doses on him. It's like, <laughs> but I, long story long, I got through it. And, um, you know, by like day two after the horror that was Eastern Washington State deserts, um, like 
as soon as I started seeing trees again, like I can't, I can't describe the feeling my like bot, my anxious body felt when I saw a tree. Nope. Like it, it was just like, oh my god, life, like freshness, like it, it, it like washed over me the sight of like leaves and photosynthesis and like <laughs> fresh running water. Like I could feel it. And it like invigorated me and maybe because I was in such a like anxious panic state, you know, that I was looking for anything to like give me reprieve from this like horror that I was in. I was in a nightmare, like a real nightmare for someone who's like as anxious as I was. Um, I'm terribly sorry for anyone who lives in like Nevada or Eastern yeah. Washington, <laughs> or like <laughs> it's a hellscape. It'll it's it was... so oppressive that it'll destroy your mind. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they'd be a man. I don't know. I was nearly <laughs> passing through. I don't know anything about it. I'm sure it's a nice place, <laughs> but for me, it was, it was hell. Literal. But hell. it destroyed my psyche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that you solved anxiety for yourself. The way I solve anxiety is bipolar medicine and Xanax. <laughs> Dude, I was I was right there. Remember, I was like, "All right, Andy, I need your help. Like, what what can I start taking?" Because I like couldn't leave my house, you know. Yeah, and I said I can't prescribe you things. I'm not a doctor. Please stop asking. Oh, Andy, also not a drug dealer. Yeah. Yo, yo, Andy, give me the stuff. In case the FBI is listening, I do not <laughs> Also, Eastern Washington State, great place to visit. Enjoy. Yeah, FBI, yeah. FBI agents from also, Eastern Washington. Uh, FBI, thank yeah. you for listening. Yeah, we need to loot the viewership. <laughs> yeah, please uh, subscribe. Yeah, to sure. Please stay for the coffee and cookies. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to ask you, Porter. Um, did you are you continuing to like meditate now that yeah. you've started doing it uh, on your trip? I will like... never stop now after yeah. that. I'm like a, you know, bleeding heart believer now. I, like, it changed my life. It completely changed my entire outlook. And I know it's just um, it's so cliche. Just start meditating. It'll fix all your problems. And it literally did for me. That Now, that might not be everyone's case. I'm a pretty, like, gullible guy, to, if I'm being honest. So... Uh, you know, like you did have the well, magic. Clearly, you put snake oil on your wrists and stuck it behind your ears. But um... yeah, because like homeopathy is literally like a dilution of an herb until there's none of the herb left, and then it's just it's supposed sugar water, right? Homeopathy is supposed to be dilution of the thing that makes you sick, diluted until and it allows your body to like it's it's bullcrap it's like yeah it's, it's more it's more water than regular water they diluted it so much right it sounds like the lacroix <laughs> yeah. medicine. It's... it's like we put we put medicine next to some water and now you take that and you uh what i wanted to say though is yeah. that um uh at least like mindfulness meditation because there's different types of meditation mindfulness meditation yeah. has actually starting to get like medical studies and stuff on it and it's actually proving some real it's like real it has real benefits that can be measured yeah it's yeah not, I mean, so I started, it's not just fake placebo effect whatever yeah my research has been like really ramping up on it because it it was so impactful for me and now i'm like okay there has to be something about this you know 
because uh when I don't you know I I missed the day like oh I think it was like maybe the fifth day I didn't meditate we were like in a rush and I was like fuck and like my anxiety was like 50% higher if not more that day and we like actually stopped at rest stop and I sat next like underneath this giant statue of a Native American woman with her like arms outstretched it's like in Missouri or something Lewis Clark Bridge and I had to meditate because I was like all right this worked every day like let's try it again like what do I have to lose like I'm literally putting like water on my wrists and like, like trying anything to like you know conquer this fear of my you know um and 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 the rest of the day was fine so it was like it was like a a switch I just click it and the rest of the day is good uh I don't know yeah back yeah, years ago I was working with some academics on a project uh about not just it, it was about like um some it was a mental health project I, I guess you could say um and the researchers there were were talking about specifically mindfulness itself as being really like really impactful and um at that moment I was like we should just make a mindfulness game and they were like no it needs to do us all this other stuff too and I was like damn that would have been a good thing to do mm, yeah mm. cowards I know they yeah. wanted all all they wanted too much too too many things in one and it project. didn't work out or maybe not really did, I don't know. <laughs> but for other reasons. <laughs> so I could keep going forever on anxiety and how my battle went with it. And it's still going on. Uh, you know, like, it's not like the anxiety. That's the weird thing. I'll shut up about this in a second, I promise. But <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's... buckle my seatbelts. We're ready. We're going on another ride. <laughs> It's still there. Like the anxiety still hits me in the same force. It still like washes over my body, turns my like, you know, my veins to ice water. I immediately feel like I have to diarrhea all over the room. And uh, like, it still hits me the same. It's just that like the meditation's teaching me to like, just like accept it. Like just like pull it inside of me and like chew it and like, see what it is and like you know rip it apart and digest it and then like it's part of me now instead of this like fear trigger and like stimulus that would like send me down this rabbit hole of like fear response i'm now like investigating it with my mind and like picking it apart and like hmm what is that feeling like is it pleasant is it unpleasant is it like neutral is it a feeling or a thought? Is like so I'm just like digesting this anxiety and like that pulls away all of its power. It's like it's fucking magical. <laughs> so so one thing I would say is uh <clears throat> having gone through many <laughs> different things with anxiety and stuff, um <laughs> what you're sort of describing is like the, you're like backdooring your way into like creating your own version of cbt which is cognitive behavioral yeah. therapy where they like teach you like ways it's like one of the they like they push that on people with anxiety they're like do this it's like the best yeah. therapy for you it's like the best treatment um outside of medication and like they don't recommend medication for long-term sufferers so they say take 
cognitive behavioral therapy. It's like has the best results for people. And like I've done it with two different people. Um, but what it is is like where they, they teach you different ways of like dealing with and processing your emotions and your anxiety and things like that in different ways of like coping and dealing with it. And like, you're kind of like, you're like scratching at it. Like, you're like, I'm kind of doing this. And you're like, you're like, you're like getting there in like the craziest way possible. Yeah, that makes sense though. <laughs> so I urge you to maybe seek professional yeah, help through bashing my way to behavioral the therapy. Side. I think you might find a great deal of help from it. Cause it sounds like you're already finding a great deal of help from yeah this. there's like these big beautiful doors that are like even like he- like a jar and i'm like going around the side and just like ramming my car through the wall trying to get inside <laughs> yeah so that's what i've been up to <laughs> if anyone's still listening out there <laughs> so we well, thought both awesome we <laughs> thought the, the most... pre-pod preamble would segue naturally into our topic and it's yeah. just not happening no so... <laughs> no yeah i don't know this i don't know the segue porter hijacks the conversation speaking about porter hijacking the conversation porter thinks that we should talk about <laughs> talking in third person (laughs) is a new thing that's what everyone should do yeah yeah what have you guys been playing recently excellent 10 (laughs) out of 11 11 out of 10 new destiny 2 (laughs) expansion beyond light yay we did it i'm so sorry this whole thing is an artifice yeah I mean, Don't that was like that was the most be like brave. profound shit we've ever talked about in this stupid podcast. <laughs> it's, it's like legitimate. Yeah. I don't know. Every Porter episode is a gem, a nugget, a precious stone Something. that we homeopathically wave in our Porter, glass of water. Porter's mind quest through desert space. Yeah. Our podcast is like the water that the really good thing like swirls around and it absorbs all of the good energy and that that is us yeah but only when you set it in the moonlight (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna charge from the moon yeah we are the point zero 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 one percent poison that is in the homeopathic tincture (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i still use it though i'm like i can't break the thing that works you know Totally. Oh, you yeah. still use the snake oil in addition to the meditations. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. I've got this toolkit. It's working. So, do you I drink just... it? You you can, but I didn't want to do that. Oh, that's where you draw the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just did a hard, hard segue towards destiny, and then just, somehow slipped back, back into this. Now we're super back. So sorry. Well, I mean, yeah. we can reverse segue. I don't know. <laughs> Undo and then redo. Reverse it up. So it's just gravity pulling play? us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? Destiny 2. My, my oh, journey through the desert <laughs> was a lot like my journey through <laughs> the tundra planet of Europa, yeah. which I am exploring virtually right now. Mm-hmm. There we go. God. All right, kids. Can you... Uh, for anyone who might not know, what what's Destiny? 
Fuck if I know. Space honestly. wizards in space with guns. Destiny 2. Destiny 2 is the sequel to Destiny. <laughs> oh, good. That explains everything for me. Yeah, you're like a space wizard in space. Well, You got no. magic powers. You're not a space wizard. You're there's there's some kinds of wizards. You're a ghost. You're a dead man. You're a dead I don't guy. Know about this. You're a dead guy who was brought back to life by a giant god machine, and bestowed with uh, immortality. I thought the tiny robot brings you uh, back to life. The tiny need... robot was created by the traveler. Jesus, uh, I need okay. to teach. I need. We need to go the back to the ghost is a shard of the traveler. We need to go back to the formalism <laughs> episode. What is, what kind of game is it? I mean, like, who can say, honestly, what are games? <laughs> They're all experiences. I mean, life is one big experience. Like, you could be driving through experience. the desert one moment. You could be shooting things on the moon the next. Destiny 2. It's part of a modern trend of lifestyle games. It's a first-person shooter action RPG MMO experience. Where you and several friends team up. <laughs> sounds like you're reading a like Wikipedia article. You probably is. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's like a it's popular a thing nowadays. They it's they a call schluter. it like a a lifestyle game where like you're supposed to be like coming back to it every day and doing daily things and like. Uh, oh, it's like yeah. every game in existence now. Yeah, that's like the trend. Yeah. <laughs> Because your so, game never dies. Then. I, I've I've gathered. Okay, I've gathered that it's space. It's a looter fantasy. shooter. Okay, it's, it's a shooter. It's, it's science fiction fantasy. Okay. It's set in the far far future, and you play as a guardian, which has been granted immortal life by a tiny little robot, and so you then have to save the world. Uh, because a bunch of stuff is coming to destroy it. And so you use guns and a spaceship and you fly from planet to planet and you shoot robots and crazy four-armed aliens and uh, monstrous... Hive? I don't even know what you call them other than what their name is. They're just like alien bugs. Yeah, like... Humanoid monstrous things. Yeah. There's like so a ghosty looking. Gathering guy. some kind of uh Starcrafty ghosty looking guys. Like as far as like the universe, like got some Starcrafty oh, vibes. The, uh, yeah. The big uh the beefy the beef men. Ooh, the beef <laughs> men. <laughs> the cabal. They're yeah. like space turtles. They're meat meat boys. Yeah. Big beef men. Uh, <laughs> beef men. The robots you, uh, you mentioned to be time traveling mm-hmm. though, which is pretty cool. Right. They exist in both the future and the past and everything in between. Wow. Yeah, they're really <clears throat> rad. And they're made of what they call Vex milk, which is also Ew. called radiolarian fluid. I was going to say, that's not what they're called. <laughs> it's called radiolarian fluid. So this is what is that head Vex milk is like what people like call it. In who played the game, but that's not really what it's called. Uh, okay, yeah. well, so at least it's Ghost not like hot say. hags. It's not like Porter's yeah. private word for this thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it might be. Like no, a... hot hags is gonna be. It's gonna take over the world. Okay? It's, it's global. Phenomenon. It's gonna be hot hags a thing. Oh man, yeah. I was I was watching an Adventure Time episode, and they went into the Fire Kingdom, and they called the like ladies of the court molten mamas, and I was Ooh, wow. like, oh yeah. Oh, I'm saying wow. that all the time now. I've said it like three times to my partner, and all three times she was very unimpressed. But I think maybe <laughs> the fourth through seventh time, I'm going to get a winner. 
Yeah, you'll get like a like a little huh. a little chuckle. But you Courtesy know what? Laugh, you know? A little huh? That's a win. That's a, that's a home run for me. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure if I say that to Lindsay, she'll be like, "Please never use those words together again." <laughs> to uh, to diverge from a diversion, um, I was just hanging out with some friends this weekend, and they were talking about how uh, they recently watched Nightmare Before Christmas, and there's a yeah. point, and there's a point where like a character is like, "Nice work." bone daddy (laughs) oh yeah i remember that (laughs) wow came out of nowhere like like, like, that the meaning of those words have changed a lot in the last 25 years or whatever whenever that movie came out (laughs) yes molten mama and bone daddy what the fuck does this have to do with destiny we're slowly slipping into madness actually a demon came back from that desert I think so. <laughs> Infected our podcast. Something came yeah. back wearing Matt's skin. <laughs> In the mouth of it's madness. A, it's a bison. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. The bison actually crawled inside me. <laughs> yep. So uh He's what about daddy now? <laughs> so, uh you guys are you guys Destiny 2 fans and are Destiny fans in general? Like do you like the games yes. a lot? I played Destiny One from launch. Yeah. And played it all the way through. Uh, I played Destiny 2 all the way through, um, except after, what was this last, the last expansion? Shadowkeep? After the first season, I pretty much stopped playing. So I pretty much haven't played it all year up until Wednesday or Tuesday when it, the new expansion dropped. And it seems good. So one weird thing that's going on this time around is that since the beginning of Destiny 2, they've kind of like been adding planets and places to go. And then uh, for this expansion, <laughs> they've removed over half of the planets and locations. Yeah. Which also oh. means that the entire like story campaign and all the expansion content from Destiny 2 has been removed from the game as well. So the only thing that's in the game anymore is this new campaign. Hmm. And they created a like a, a new like intro campaign so when you are first when you make a new character, you uh have a new like starting couple missions. Now did some and, big like status quo shifting event happen and that's what they're trying to like they're trying to like update the universe or something? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean like there's story stuff for why it's happening um like the darkness is returning which means that it's like oh no the retro pop metal band yeah came back (laughs) fuck yes big hair everywhere and spandex everyone believes in love love. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh so it's crazy to think that like the entire campaign is gone of the game, and it, and it was, was super really good. Yeah, like, are they really trying to good. do like a like a Final Fantasy fourteen thing where they like had Bahamut come out and blow up the whole world? Yep. is that what's going on? Yeah, no, or like World like, of Warcraft so, Cataclysm, maybe. Yeah, not, not quite. Like they have the they had the darkness come, and the darkness are extremely mysterious. They're like these giant pyramid ships that seemingly appeared over planets, and I didn't play much of the like last season's campaign um because there wasn't really a campaign it's just like a couple missions and shit and like they're like oh these ships are showing up on planets what's going on and then suddenly this one starts and they're like we lost contact with those planets rut row (laughs) (laughs) and then but then they're like oh hey you should get like team up with like one of these darkness ships and start using its power and i'm like that doesn't seem like a bad idea (laughs) 
Everyone's the whole like, time, just go for it. Your ghost is like, dude, I don't know about <laughs> <Yes>. this. Uh, <laughs> like, your little robot pal who brings you back to life is like, yo, bro, this is a bad idea. <laughs> like, I am not on board, but I support you and I will be here for you. Like, it's really funny because he's always like, this is a bad idea, but I understand that I love you, so I'm here <laughs> for you. So wow. nice. What a hero. Yeah. So this yeah. little guy's like your really Navi? Good. Does he like actually like yeah. hands yeah. you and yeah. talk yeah. to you? Yeah. Like a, okay. He's Navi. Favorite. Like your fairy in, in, yep. in the uh, Zelda game? Yep. And so like he unlocks doors and like tells you shit and gives you little bits of information. Also, if also you die. And also brings you back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Small part. If your ghost is destroyed, you die forever. But mm. well, you can die and then your little dude brings you back in a new body. Is that the sort of death mechanic? He just like lore? rematerializes you. Okay. All right. So it's like a, but it's like cool. It's like an in universe like way for you to respawn essentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. They've definitely had cutscenes where like characters actually die, die because the little robot gets blowed up. Yeah. Cade. And they're like gone forever. Cade done. Hey, that's a spoiler. I was trying to skirt it's around. It's not a spoiler anymore. Because no, it's removed really? okay. from the lore. It's, it's, it's built in. From the lore. Yeah. No, it's like built into like when you start the new game, like <coughs> people are like, oh. Cade's dead. You're like, oh, oh, like fuck. oh shit. All right. There you go. Done. Maybe they're so trying like, to just remind and remove the requirement for a new player to have to build on however many years of lore yeah. to like get into uh, the game sense. now. So here's an, like a really funny thing. Um, like the new intro campaign for like players and stuff for Destiny 2 is almost completely ripped from Destiny 1. It's almost identical to the intro few quests from Destiny 1. Like they just ported it over. So like now, like when you it's start, the same map, you, right? you you rise from the dead in the Cosmodrone amongst all the wrecked cars, exactly like you did in Destiny One, and then you play through the mission. It's slightly altered because there's like a new character to help like guide stuff, and there's like a a little bit more like dialogue added into because I mean the original dialogue in the game was trying to be mysterious, but also it was kind of broken because of development issues and like story writing stuff so there was a lot of stuff where you like you didn't know exactly what the fuck was going on and now when you play through it they added in like extra dialogue that's like hey this is the hive the hive are like and then he gives you like a brief explanation of like what they are what drives them like things like that and same thing with like the fallen so like right off the bat you're getting a clearer understanding of who these enemies are what motivates them and and it's done really elegantly. Why well, like, you need really to quickly. murder them with your space gun? Right, exactly. Your space goo. You gotta throw your space yeah. goo all over them until they go away. It's you have a it's goo pretty and neat. A gun. Like I, I'm, I've been playing through that. Like because you can add like old, like you can add old missions and stuff back in. So like because I was playing a character that like has already been playing for hours and hours. You go into like this console and you're like, yeah, let me play one of these old ones. And it's like the new intro mission. So you play that it's it's good like i would recommend like anyone who's like who played the original destiny one but like hasn't played it in a long time play through that like it's actually nostalgic and hmm. better hmm. i mean it makes sense it's kind of interesting like there's a interesting storyline behind destiny one and destiny two in that destiny one was just supposed to be destiny forever and ever yeah but activision's like no we can't compete with warcraft and have two mmos so you got to make a new game every whatever so they made destiny 2 I think it was every four years yeah so um, we should expect destiny they, 3 like, to come out in like a year or so well no this is where it gets cool because they 
bought the IP from Activision and split off, and now they're just going to be Destiny 2 forever. Oh, okay. They're going to kind of do their vision, like, the way they're doing it. So, like, mad props to them for, like, being able to do that, just because yeah. that seems insane to, like, be able to have the capital and the, like, balls to do that. I don't know. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, I feel it's like, also like they, they had, like, their own capital, but, like, they were... Activision was, like, just constantly enforcing more and more control over it like when destiny 2 came out like it actually got like really bad reviews because they made a bunch of changes um like where destiny 1 ended off like like the last where it stopped was in a really good place yeah people really liked it and then all of a sudden you were jumping to destiny 2 and it felt like so much of those good things that they had done were rolled back in favor of like uh well, kind of like easing because they like easing it up and make it like kitty yeah. friendly and stuff yeah and well it's actually we're kind of worse than that because they started building destiny 2 in parallel with destiny 1 uh, so like destiny 2 started off as a, a fork of the original destiny 1 code and like the two teams were separate so all of the awesome stuff that they're putting into destiny 1 to make it better like was never even going to be a part of destiny 2 it's separate so, like, the first couple of years of Destiny 2 was, like, them tr- basically re-adding all that stuff into Destiny 2. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, a, it it was, was, it was bad. It was, it, was, it was a nightmare. But, like, it, it actually is good now. I actually like playing it. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really dope. Like, so, like, Activision kept being, like, don't, like, let's keep stripping RPG stuff from it. Let's keep stripping RPG from it. And all their fan base was, like, add rpg shit add rpg (laughs) shit it's better when you do that and so finally like now that they're out from underneath activision they're like just going like full out into like rpg like the first thing they did was like slam a bunch of like uh stats back in and they're like you can now see them all you can see what they do and then they've been slowly adding in to like allow you to tinker and like mess with those stats in more and more ways um, so like every single thing you have now can like be tinkered with in some manner to like fuck with stats. Um, it's yeah. So they just they're just constantly leaning more and more into that kind of stuff. I mean, I've been wondering about the RPG parts just in general. You called it a looter shooter, and I guess I inferred RPG elements there. But uh, what um, because like shooters are usually very very skill based. Right, it's really just about like equip the right weapon, position your character the right way, and then aim your cursor the right way to hit the target with physics, mm-hmm. right? Like bullets and maybe things that like fall with gravity or whatever. So, but this has like stats and RPG elements and looting. So, like, is it just like a balance between those two things? Like, like you you have a gun and it shoots this way, but it does more damage because you have better stats, kind of thing. So, I mean, like, this... there's stats that like rule how the gun feels and shoots. Really? So there's things like recoil, like drift, um, like how hard it hits, like how much each bullet like actually like hammers home, these kinds of things. And then like, so that's how you get like a bunch of different types of guns and why like one gun might be better than another gun. But then you also have stats like your basic power level, which is like a general stat that's like 700 or whatever. And that kind of determines like where like in terms of like a damage degree you're going to be applying to an enemy. So like if there's an enemy that's like 
level uh, 700 and you're 700, you're going to be applying 100% damage. And then like as it starts going up, like you apply less damage. And then as it goes down, you apply like more damage. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a, there's a, only a small like degree of difference. And at some point they become too hard for you to kill. And at some point, like it doesn't really matter. Like you're going to like nearly one shot them or you'll be like one or two shot them kind of thing. Um, yeah. And there, each enemy that, also yeah. has like, like easy kill spots, like shooting in the head will like pop their head. One has like a tummy thing. Um, <laughs> So it, that's the Bex milk. One oh of the boy. things that like Destiny yeah. has that like Shoot them in it's, the belly button. Yeah, one of the things that Destiny has that like other games like it really cannot nail is the the gun feel in Destiny is yeah. next to none. Like nobody does gun feel like Destiny does. Like it feels so good to shoot their guns. Like yeah. <laughs> gun feel a. Uh, uh, uh smaller category and the game feel category thing that we talked about last or a few times ago yeah. <laughs> oh yeah well, I mean, it's like all the bungee game. people yeah. like the all the halo stuff from back in the day was you know so choice um and like they put a lot of effort into every tiny detail of how the mechanics work from like tiny swaying animations to like jumping and moving and like you really feel the motion in your character to like the really excellent sound design um and, and how you're you're working with the guns. It, it's just great. And for those who don't know, that's the same like, makers, right? Halo, yeah, same people. Bun- was they made Bungie. Halo 1, 2, and 3, and then they moved on to Destiny, and uh, 343 Studios picked up Destiny 4, 5, and Infinite. Is that right? Uh, yeah, they still have it. It's you mean some Halo 4, 5, and Infinite? Um, right, yes. <laughs> the sound design anyway, yeah, they sold the is out of this world <laughs> in Destiny. Like the su- the sound designs constantly get like giving me like jaw on the floor moments. I'm like, you get a new gun and it has like a unique sound that's unique to that specific archetype of gun. Like, like, like Andy was saying before, you could have like four auto rifles that are all basically the same weapon, but they each have different rates of fire. So one's like. A super automatic auto rifle and one's like a really slow firing like where the other one's like right but each one along that like array of different like subtle changes in that auto rifle category each has their own different like sound effects and then like you could have the same gun with the same archetype same rate of fire and like general stats but it's just like made from a different like species or race and it has a different sound that is like hmm. unique to it and like all the exotic weapons which are like your really long involved like story heavy um quest lines that end in this like super powerful weapon that you can only equip one of at a time those all have this like really unique sound design that makes them feel just like really snappy and like feel unique and like yeah, they feel great, and like all the gunplay is amazing. But I think the sound di- design is like a huge, huge part of that. And it's like yeah, everything from like the snap of the shot to the reload, and like how the reload feels, and like how it like. I don't know if you guys experience this, but in Destiny, to me, like when I go inside a cave, I get different sound than when I'm like out in an open area. And, like, when I remember really clearly one of the, like, moments when I 
was playing Destiny 1, and when you use the in-game chat, the fire chat, like, which is, like, Destiny's, like, you're on a fire team, talk in chat instead of using, like, Discord or something, um, it would, like, distort the other person's comms if they were in the cave with you to echo, like... Oh, cool. There's... Really? I, I've never, like, used that at all. <laughs> so, like, we don't well, use yeah, in-game chat, Yeah, like, really right? cool... Yeah, it there. There's like, like reverb or whatever when you're in a tunnel or outside that it's not there. Yeah, and... like that shit's all over the place, and it's so easy to overlook. Um, even like the footsteps, like on different materials, and like the crunchiness of snow, like all of that adds to that that gunplay because it's part of immersing you in this character, right? And like full experience, sensory experience. I just don't think sound design gets enough love. And like the world yeah. design is like, yeah, so fucking dope. Like, yeah, the one mission that uh, Porter and I were running this morning was in some like underground uh, bunker by like this super advanced um, civilization slash company who made the EXO, which are like robot people or like they're robots that humans transferred their consciousness into or whatever mm. and like the facility is like as you're walking like there's it's just like mile high like corridors and like you can see from like in all directions and like you just see like a giant wall in front of you and like we were going through the facility and you keep going into these like <coughs> areas and have to like jump over pits and at like the junction of them you could see like this weird ball thing <laughs> kind of like off in the distance and then like the end of the mission culminates with you like coming up against the boss fight with that thing like right behind it that set piece and so like when you when you're done with the mission you can walk out and like walk around this giant like metal machinery ball thing and you can look around and look down the like massive corridors and just see all the places that you had just come through and it like the scale of it is really like awe inspiring when you're in it you're like fuck this is so huge yeah just gives it like a feel that like a lot of games like a lot of games like try to do but i feel like De destiny just does so well for some reason and like everything well, it's kind of staggering how much they brute force the art like there's just so much of it you know yeah. like and the detail um, like yeah you talk about sense of scale like that right andy and yeah. you have this like these like giant worlds right but then one of the rooms we went into there was literally like a server room that was like wall to wall ceiling all covered in like disk drive slots and there were like little robots going in taking out a disk drive putting it into the like reader waiting for a second and then you'd see it take it back out and put it into a different slot and take another one out and like <laughs> Andy was like, oh, my God, those all have to be their own meshes because they're just randomly picking from them. And like, yeah, because we were just what? sitting there watching it. We're like, what? what? <laughs> I was waiting for like the loop to happen. Right. And it wasn't <laughs> happening. And I'm like, what? Uh, what is happening? I think both of our brains exploded. Like, how do they do this? Awesome. And there's shit like that yeah, all over. That's great. Yeah. Um, another thing I like is that they do. Um, like every they have a whole bunch of classes in the game and everyone's got like a like you've played overwatch you have like a, a handful of abilities kind of like overwatch where you're like i have a grenade that i can throw and i got a different kind of jump that i can alter and i got like 
some super blasts and an ultimate power that I can And use. I can shoot fucking dragons through walls for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't do that here. Oh, okay. No dragons in this game. Can you? I'm not allowed. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can shoot a dragon. I, to, I, don't think I mean, so. there's a lot. I just play the hammer guy because I think he's the coolest. I throw a big hammer. Hammer bros. Great. Oh, and, and to clarify, but, you don't shoot dragons that are existing on the other side of the wall. The projectiles are dragons. You are yeah. shooting dragons through walls. Just in case someone... <laughs> like a ghost dragon. Yeah. It's like a witch gun, Dude. right? Is that a gun for shooting witches or is that a gun from which witches <laughs> burst forth from? Oh. In this yeah, case, it's saying, the second example. Like asking someone which gun are they picking? You know, not like a... <laughs> anyway, they have like, you know, a bunch of stat gear that like changes different things, different cooldowns or different abilities. So like... Oh, if you want to play around the grenades, you can pick a different thing and like your grenade can work in a different way. And like, oh, if you get a grenade kill, it'll like reset this other cooldown or something like that. And like, or you can, you know, you have everyone has a punch. You got a cool punch move and like you can change between a whole bunch of different cool punches. Like one of them is throw a hammer. One of them is actually punch him and light a guy on fire. Um, one of them's throwing knives mm -hmm. for the little assassin hunter guy. Fireballs. Um, if you're a wizard. Yeah. Well, one wizard, of them is throwing a, a flaming hammer at guys. But then it lands in the world, and if you run over and pick it up, it like refills your hammer. So yeah, you don't need to just keep throw it again. You can immediately yeah. throw it again. Just like a little Thor. I yeah. don't know. They, they do like a whole bunch of really cool, like customizable things like that with your character. So you can kind of like pick and how you want to play it. Like, I want to be a big tanky shield guy and have a Captain America shield that I throw and it like bounces between guys. And, so you, it's pretty customizable. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so wait, there's there's magic in this universe, or is it like explained somehow? Sort of. What is the magic? What is the nature of it? The magic is the there's same class way called that you're Warlock. alive. They're like wizards. <laughs> what? Like so? So everything is like coming from this power called light. Oh. So you're brought back to life by light. Like the ghost is empowered by light, and all of light comes from this giant god sphere that sits like a moon, like a couple like 100 miles above the last city so it's just like this giant god machine and then from it all these little like tiny robots came out and started resurrecting the dead and empowering them with light which allows them to be resurrected continuously uh functionally making them immortal and then also because they have the light they can use magic powers Ooh, magic such as solar void and arc and so like you have like you can be a solar titan where you use your superpower uh and then you can shoot flaming hammers like goku at enemies <laughs> um or you can be a wizard who has void and you can use a void kamehameha blast and yeah, so that's like the magic. It's, also like Goku. Yes, <laughs> I'm choosing only Goku references. <laughs> and does this whole thing take place in like the our solar system? Because you mentioned yes. Europa. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. So the last... well, it's like far, far future. So like there's Venus, but Venus is terraformed. Yeah, so yeah. So it's okay. like, yeah. you know. The lore so is actually so the last like, cool. It's like, City. it's like a future post-apocalypse, but also yeah. still like sci-fi future because... So like so it's like super far advanced in the future where because of the traveler uh 
society like flourished and like science went bananas and everything went great and like people spread across the solar system like 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 just fucking nuts like everything was great and then suddenly the darkness showed up and nobody knows what the darkness is or what happened they just know this thing that in the records is referred to as the darkness showed up and just fucking just decimated everything and so it destroyed what was called the golden age and now all that's left of like human civilization is called the last city and it's sitting underneath the traveler and supposedly the traveler's the, traveler, the god sphere yeah yeah okay supposedly the the, the traveler now like stopped the darkness and made it go away but it like put it into like a hibernation state or killed it they didn't really know it just hasn't really done much of anything and it's kind of stopped producing the ghosts too so it's just kind of like sitting there and then um during the destiny 2 campaign this dude showed up and he was like i'm gonna steal the light and he shot like a giant thing against the traveler and started like sucking out its light and then like uh the traveler got pissed off and like blew itself up and then killed this motherfucker (laughs) it it, it was all like in pieces and shit floating above the city um and then for some reason like these darkness um ships started showing up and then all of a sudden at the end of like this last season like literally the night before the new expansion dropped the traveler mysteriously healed itself and is now whole again Oh, mm. that it healed itself. Didn't also, Mercury blow like, up right what? at the moment the darkness was coming. So, like, it was a photo finish because the darkness was all the ships were here, and like everyone was like waiting at this event, right? Like a bunch of people in game just like watching the travelers start to come together, and then the like you get like a little bit of voiceover dialogue from this like weird goth darkness obsessed guardian who like lost her ghost but is like still around and was the only one that um survived like her entire fire team got wiped out so she's like real goth and like eeyore about the world but she's also, like she lost her eyes but stole three of them from the hive so now she yeah. has three hive eyes she's super cool people All call right. her girl goth mom. cries so. darkness she, she got us Spot for the third one? Yeah, and her fucking forehead. She made yeah, one. That don't work. Like, she oh, made so. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She made um, it work. She just installed She's super nice cool, lot. and she was like, starts talking to you and be like, oh, shoot, like, things are happening. Like, get ready. And then everyone's screen goes black. Like, everyone who was in the game at the moment. And we all got treated to this, like, thing. And the Traveler healed itself completely. And then we were like zoomed out to the director, which is like the UI interface for picking to go to planets that you would travel to. And these huge darkness tendrils just started to come across the user interface and just like absorbed like half the map. And then the traveler just like exploded into light, but he only exploded like at the last second. So the darkness had already like converged on most of the map. And then he exploded out over a little bit of it, and then everyone went black. And then the servers went down for maintenance for the new expansion. <laughs> for, for it was nah. fucking awesome. That's really great. So the idea <laughs> is great. the idea is that the uh, the traveler halted the progression of killing all the planets right in that moment. 
Well, yeah. th- we don't know if they're killed or, or they just yeah, took them over. They lost contact with them. Yeah, they like mm. disappeared. And we uh, we like so then you go to Europa and there's one of these darkness ships there. But then you you are encouraged to take a shard from one of the darkness ships and start using its power. And like yeah, that can't backfire. They keep at all. talking about how like the darkness isn't necessarily an enemy; it's just like a tool. And I'm like, yeah, except for like Get what it. happened to fucking like Titan and everyone else. Like you know, like are they just fucking dead? Like it seems yeah. like it's kind of nefarious. I don't know. There's mm. also like all this like one of the people that was in Destiny One, one of the M- main like story NPCs that just like had this story that just like halted and i think it was like stopped to due to like development like this is a little bit of spoilery so block your ears incoming spoiler but this npc returned and is now picking up where she left off um like back in the middle of destiny one's story where she just like vanished and um oh the uh the stranger yeah the quote unquote stranger, um, which we you learn more about, I won't spoil too much, but it just like picks right back up off where you left off the story, like in twenty twelve or when did Destiny One come out? <laughs> like, um it's so weird to have this experience with a game like where that where this story just came came like running out of the gates and then just like hard stopped and now here we are like six years later or something and it's just like oh yeah hey here we are like why don't you do this thing that's like really dangerous and everyone in the game is telling you not to do want to do it i'm that cool npc you wanted to see remember let's go have fun you can do it i believe in you and you're just (laughs) like oh (laughs) the only problem is that it definitely comes across like whoa hey you guys had no idea what you were doing with the story in Destiny 1, so you just put everything in that on the back burner and did your yep. own thing for a while, and then now we're kind of like, hey, maybe we should loop that shit back in. <laughs> yeah. Let's tie this thread. Yeah. In general, though, I guess I'm pretty impressed at this team for making another really cool cosmic story that feels completely different from Halo's story, which is also yeah. very cool. Yeah. They're just yeah, great yeah. building these universes that are like huge and interesting you know, races and interactions between them and everything. It's like one of the, I mean, besides like, we're, we're, I'm getting treated right now to a lot of like really great um, games that give me lore and narrative as a reward. Like Hades mm. right now is like the, it's like a roguelike, right? For those of you who don't know, you dive in the dungeon, you are the son of, satan or hades and you're trying to escape the underworld to go find you know your mother or whatever and the story progresses each time you get further and further in the roguelike so yes you have meta progression but you like the big thing at least for me is finding out more story each time you interact with npcs along the way and each time you like get almost get to beating the game and when you actually do beat the game you get this like big chunk of lore and narrative development for the story and it's just like incredibly rewarding and it makes this like 
roguelike repetitive thing not so repetitive because it doesn't it's like a narrative loop that makes sense for why the roguelike genre mechanic exists and in destiny there is like big lore rewards as well like lore books in the game that are rewards for doing quests and it's like this really cool time um so why don't we why don't we wrap this up but i kind of wanted to wrap up and see what are your thoughts matt like how do you feel about the new expansion so far (laughs) um i i'm like really loving it i i think um I think that we're about to be treated with like the best that their studio can do because I feel like after they broke away from Activision, right? They have this like this like shaky ship, you know, that didn't have a tail, right? And so though they had to like clean the, the clean house and like clean everything up. Like imagine just like splitting from your overlord client and doing your own thing. Like you need to find your direction. You need to like align the vision of the entire team that's left you need to like you know restructure your entire development team and then start to get to work you know so that's going to take some time and like the way that the like narrative development is like being woven to this expansion through the quest line like really in my mind like is the uh, like tip of the hat to them really like getting their shit together uh, because usually like in a game like this, it's just like, all right, let's make it fun. Let's make like the reward loop, the dopamine drip happening, and then we'll make it like story oriented, right? Like all of Destiny 1, you know, they just like totally threw story out the window pretty much. Um, yeah. But now it's here and it's like on every corner. And like I was in a lost sector the other day, which is like a tiny little um like solo dungeon you can do just like patrolling the world you like go into a cave and it's like usually hidden and you find this like long cave uh, structure cave system and it's like lost sector discovered and then you go through the thing you fight a boss and you get loot it's like a treasure chest at the end at the end of one of these there was a like huge lore drop just like sitting on the table and it wasn't like a thing that you could interact with and it would like give you a thing. It was like just visual data on the like the desk of this this like office space. And it was like if you were paying attention to reading the lore and knowing what lost sector you were just in and seeing this like thing, you would be like, oh my God, I'm putting all of these things together. And like that attention to detail doesn't happen when you don't have your shit together. So I think that like long story long, again, we're getting them really like rounding the house and like giving us their all, whether it's going to be good or not. I, I don't know. I'm still like, you know, just starting, but I feel like at least we're getting like some of the best that they can do. Cool. All right. Why don't we take a break? Sounds good. All right, welcome back from the break. I think we're going to do an update on some 
personal projects that we've all been screwing around with. Um, hey. I can get started uh, <laughs> with the stupid update. So I finished <laughs> I finished Lincoln's second sword finally. Finished oh, painting cool. it, uh, awesome. clear coating it. And then last night, it was on the couch, and he stepped on it, and it cracked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, um, so it's a it's a wood dowel core, um, but I wrapped it in, like, fiberglass tape. Um, it's, like, double wrapped. So hopefully that, like, it's super, like, super strong-ass tape. Um, hopefully that, like, it, it seems like I'm hoping it just kind of, like, cracked the wood um but it, like not it, like snapped it yeah not like snapped it and like the tape should keep it from like fracturing and like breaking through the uh foam at all mm. so it should be functional um but i will be starting on a third sword soon hell yeah <laughs> i saw it's the so picture depressing because i feel like this t- the second sword turned out so much better than the s- first one i learned it, so much between the two it looks amazing right this is from skyward sword is that what that is yeah it's the okay. uh the, the one good thing that came out of that game it's a nice yeah, sword yeah. guardian blade it, it's the second form of the goddess sword it's known as the goddess long sword yeah it's got this it cool like so kind of cute. blossoming hilt and a neat like kind of intersecting kind of blue line design on the blade it's got a nice color scheme and you even did some nice like it looks like you did some sort of dry brushing highlighting like on the edges and stuff yep yeah i did some wow. there's like a different like the different layers of it have like different shading like different darknesses and then the edges have some like highlighting it's it's actually like super simple and was like really quick but it is extremely effective like when i just had the flat colors it was really bland looking and mm-hmm. just doing like a second like couple passes on it it really made it look super good and the clear coat came out really well on it so it's like super shiny looking so yeah i was really bummed when it was that <laughs> sword that like he stepped oh, on because i was like yeah if he had broken the first broken the other one yeah if he broke the first one i'd be like i have so many thoughts on how to improve the master sword and make it look better i think how good the third one's going to be now it's it's always amazing how like the simple like dry brushing stuff can really add like a bunch of my buddies are into painting like the minis for either Dungeons and Dragons or Warhammer and like it's nuts how much better it looks yeah like just adding a little bit of dry brush whether it's like shadows on a cloak or like metallic whatever like it's insane so low effort but it makes it look so good I don't get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I was like debating whether to do it and then i was like i'll do it i'll mix like one like extra little like thing of dark and just kind of see how that goes and then like painted that on the one layer and then just use the regular color like the base color as the edging on it and that popped really well because like just the difference between those two look really good and then uh for the main one i just created uh I just mixed in some white and yeah, and it looks really, really good. So did you airbrush that or is that like paintbrush? That's paint, all uh, paintbrushed. Oh, wow. It looks really good. Like you barely see any streaks, at least in the picture. Yeah. Um, for some reason it, it didn't come out. Like if you, if you are holding it, you can see it. So, mm-hmm. but the, the metallic paint looks so much better than the like flat 
paint that I used on the master sword. So, hmm. yeah. Sounds like you'll need to make four swords, actually. Yeah. Because you need to make the, you know, the goddess 3.0, and then you'll have to make another master sword. <laughs> I am not making another goddess sword. The The uh, amount of layers and, like, like, to get the layering on that was so difficult and took so much planning. It was a, yeah, it was pain in the ass. Did you have fun though? <laughs> was it, it enjoyable? It was fun. It seems like it'd be a, like a really therapeutic thing to do because it's a very clear goal, you know? It's just all about like honing those skills. It it could be stressful. Like I find working like in physical medium much more stressful because like you fuck up one thing and like like halfway down the line and you have to like completely redo that part, you know? Yeah. Like it just takes like one fuck up to like completely mess it up and have to start over. I mean, like, what episode was it that I started talking about? It was like episode one or two. Two, probably where I two. Talked about fucking making these swords. I'm just finishing up the second one now. All that would be left would be the shield. That's all. That's the second shield is all that's left of that original thing. But yeah. hmm. so that was like nine months ago. Yeah, I know nine <laughs> fucking months to get it done. <laughs> Which in 2020 time is nine years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like nine like years. dog years. When I look at videos of like when he started playing with the first Master Sword versus now when we play, he looks like a completely different child and it's <laughs> disconcerting. I'm Just because like, he grew oh so much? God. Yeah. Like yeah. he's so much taller and he now speaks so much more. It's very strange. That's super cool. Yeah. Wow. What's, is he four? He's three. Five? Okay. He turned three I have in no October. Idea. I don't. I don't know ages. <laughs> yeah. I got to brush I have up a on your three-year-old son, Mike. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. That you've never met. How could you? Never. Never once. <laughs> and you're the true father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what <No>. a monster! <laughs> <laughs> you've never met your son. <laughs> Sorry, I got to pull a Zisu here. I'll. uh just never talk to the child ever, and then he'll die in a helicopter crash at the age of thirty. What? <laughs> so when you said the true father, I just heard parent, and then I, I, I actually just pictured you two being the parents, not Mike and Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. That, that makes got some sense to me. Anime M Preg situation. Yep. Seahorse yeah. birth. Yeah. It's like uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where Arnold got pregnant. Yep. Yep. Mike, Mike got me pregnant. <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> hey, who else is working on a personal project? Hey, I got something I'm working on. Oh, my God. I've been working on a project for so long. Uh, well, Christ, last time I was talking about this project, this is my weird MMO game thing that I've been working on for 100 years. Probably as long as you've had a child. Probably, actually. <laughs> I think you're right. It's, it's around three years, yeah. so I don't know. Anyway, children. I've been doing a lot of work. I've been doing a lot of netcode recently. I got a whole bunch of netcode going. So, like, the, the the coolest thing that I that I finished up recently is that, like, you know, you have all these systems going on. You got your characters, you got your logins, and you have, like, all these different stuff going on, and they all work on one side and the other side. But when you actually finally hook everything up and you have a server running on a separate application, and then you have your client connecting to the socket, you log in, you actually make your character, and then you load into an area, and you have a guy running around, and you see you know, other guys running around on the server. It's just like, it's it's really not much to look at compared to the other prototypes that I've had in the past. But like when you finally have all the pieces together and working, it's just so satisfying. You know, it's like, 
Ah, finally. Okay. Now I've got all the stupid housekeeping out of the way. I can actually get to the real work, you know? So once I got that out of the way, I started doing... Um, Unity has a thing, a system called NavMesh, where you can kind of pre-bake all of the areas that your um, characters can walk on. And you can get really, um, really fast pathfinding in between the different... Anywhere. So, they, you know, they'll go around trees and walls and obstacles and stuff. I think it's A-star under the hood. Um, so I have that on the server side working out. So, like, you have all your little enemies running around. And, like, they'll just, you know, have randomized patrols, pathfinding. They'll go around trees and avoid stuff. And the client all renders it. And it's it's fucking fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so like, like a working, it's a working online game system. Yeah. So now that I have that, like landmark out of the way i can go back to doing more art stuff i, I kind of like try to do jumps left and um once i get to a stable part i'll, I'll switch to the other thing so the, um the formalist game designer in me is asking so how is it fun what do you do oh the game what isn't actually do? playable yet <laughs> but yeah um well the the fun part is going to be a lot of work that's its own whole separate yeah thing. i have a lot of plans for that but uh it's it's all plans at the moment the game <laughs> it's is not just fun. an empty notebook and on the first page yeah. it says make it fun <laughs> make <Yeah>. it fun <laughs> oh no if you saw my spreadsheet man oh christ there's like 15 pages and they've all got and like they all just say make 200 it fun. lines it's, yeah it's just <laughs> don't like, fuck it's it up work no play make check make the combat fun make the crafting make the combat fun, fun. Make, oh, the combat won't be fun. No crafting also at the end make it just the, says uh, make money off this <laughs> make the spells no there won't be fun. any money no money at all. Yeah, the spells will be fun. The skills will be fun. Um, Make the inventory fun. That is actually another thing, though. Like gamifying inventory, like Resident Evil Four and Diablo. Make and, the graphics and, uh, menu fun. Yeah. Oh, well, not that part. Do that. <laughs> That'll be really boring. Make like, the credit card effort. info input fun. <laughs> You know, gamifying that. I have not seen a game done that yet. I need to do that. We got to do that. We got to make the fun. Anyway, the more important thing I want to talk about is that I've been doing a lot of art recently, taking a break from programming. Um, and I've been like, I, I finally finished off my little skeleton character and uh, I like fleshed out, uh, I like modeled you all fleshed the, out the skeleton in the game. I thought he was uh, a skeleton. Now he's got, the whole point. Yeah, he's got no flesh. Well, yeah, now he's a man. It's I fucked up. I just like you start with a skeleton and you build. You a just man. kept going, kept adding stuff to it. <laughs> Although, as my friends were pointing out, like uh, they got like nice wide hips, so my head cannon now is that the skeleton's a lady skeleton. Oh, okay. Um, but you know who knows? Uh, it's cool. Skeletons are great. Anyway, the coolest thing I've been messing around with right now is um, I've been messing around with different ways of texturing. So like. All my textures are are really like low res, pixely kind of thing, and with the skeleton, like I didn't plan it out this way, but I, I was just putting like little line work details in there, just so you could see like you know the cracks in the bones and like where bones would meet up. I'd like you know put a little outline and make it look nice, and then uh, then you see it on the model, in the engine, and like you apply a normal map version of those same kind of line works, and it's like oh hey actually this is starting to look pretty good with just flat color and this line work. How can I actually make this work in like a production way of doing it? And then like if you add a little bit of noise to your normal map, so you get kind of like a, a porous bumpy texture on the bones, like it actually works out and looks really good. Like the the character texture is like like flat color for the bone with like 
some little highlights and lines in here to like show where cracks and crevices are. And the, the normal map actually adds a lot of the like bumpiness and that bone kind of texture. But like when it interacts with the lighting in game and the shadows and the normal mapping actually doing its thing, like it looks like it's a fully textured like nice object, almost like it's supposed to be. And like it's such a different headspace from where I'm usually at, where you're like, oh, I gotta spend all this time painting all these things and making them look nice, and then somehow make a normal map on top of that that doesn't make it look worse. <laughs> um, and like discovering that has like kind of smoothed out a whole lot of process. So like I modeled all the base weapon types. So you have a shitty sword and a shitty dagger and spear, axe, and bow, shield, whatever. I have a whole bunch of them, and like. Just having a little flat brown for the wooden handle, but you put a lot of work into the normal map, and it actually looks really good in-game, in-engine. Um, it's, like, kind of satisfying in, like, a weird way, you know? It's, like, discovering a new technique that'll also... Not only does it look better, but it saves you a lot of time. <laughs> it, it, the most time-consuming part of the process. The holy grail. <laughs> which is, like, Yes! Ah, this is now the process for everything moving forward, uh, except for environment, which needs to be painstakingly painted. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking at the weapons you made. I, you're you're doing such a great job capturing this like retro 3D feel. You yeah, know, like I, I feel like that's uh, maybe that's like a thing that could happen soon. Kind of like how pixel art became this retro resurgence in the indie world. Maybe now. Well, we're... in a lot of ways, it already is. Like a lot of retro 3D games have these kind of low res looking textures. Hmm. Um, there's kind of two paths. You either go the, the sort of way that I'm doing, which is like you have low res, like, you know, Quake 2 uh, style crappy graphics. Oh, yeah, better rendering and better the other way. Yeah. The other way is um, like uh, uh, Risk of Rain 2, where they do a lot of flat color, but it's more high res. Hmm, okay. Um, and it's more, more of like um, they actually build a lot of the detail in the model, and they're texturing is all flat color pretty much they don't have any texture mapping almost and it's just like putting a lot of detail in the model because you can have poly counts now and then either doing vertex colors or flat colors like uh, a lot of the anime games do now nowadays and it baked into a texture map hmm. but like it looks really good but it's also like significantly easier to produce than like a you know your modern triple a game yeah <laughs> Where, like, you'd spend your entire development time's worth of indie game on, like, two characters. Yeah, as realistic as possible. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I don't even want to think about how much time it took to make, like, Ellie from Last of Us, right? Like, there's so much detail put into those, like, a single character. Well, from the high res match to the low res match, the normal. Oh, God, it's, it's not just nightmare. one person working on the project. Yeah, like you I are mean, there's right? probably, like, 10 different versions of Ellie used in that game, like, at different, yeah. like, distances and like for different purposes like ones with like different mouth meshes like you know for uh -huh. like saying different things or doing different things like i don't even want to think about that actually that that kind of shit was like what made me not want to be a professional game 3d modeler like there was a divergent path like young 18 year old Roushi, and he's like seeing the future and watching the tech demos of unreal engine and the shit that you'd have to do of like oh here you gotta you know, ZBrush your high-res mesh and then bake that into a normal map onto your low-res Unreal Tournament model. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot different than just, like, making a 3D model and putting it in a video game. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Making, like, a super high-res model that you, like, model, like, using, like, 3D painting type stuff 
and then baking it down onto a lower res stuff is actually a lot of fun. Like, I don't know, there's, it's really satisfying to like bake down something that's like really detailed into like this goofy, like very polygonal thing. And you're like, ha ha, looks mm-hmm. so good. And then just throw it into substance painter and throw in some really nice materials. I mean, I guess this is something that people like doing. I don't know. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's like, you know, some people like building up tools and building all of these, like, things to make things to make things. Yeah. And, like, I just want to make the thing, man. It's like if you're doing, like, a, a pixel art game and you're doing isometric, right? You're like, oh, shit, I made this sick animation and that's the three-quarter view. Yeah, but now I have to do it eight more times. And any frame that I add for that animation now it has to is times eight. Yeah. Well, it's times five, but, you know. I know that life. <laughs> it's like sucks mm-hmm. and i hate it i just want to make the thing once and that's the thing that's the thing for the whole thing see yeah. all this stuff sounds bad. bad i just want to make i just want to work on the part that you that is interactive and there's the rules and the systems and the mechanics yeah just, well that's why we make a great team yeah <laughs> hi everyone uh, high five uh, yay <laughs> high five the camera yeah high five um <laughs> i don't know it's fine but yeah that's what i've been doing i've been doing a lot of 3d modeling i'm excited to, to work on a new zone I'm going to do, like, a cool, like, cliffside overlooking the ocean zone to, like, um, I'm, I'm working towards this prototype where I have two zones, and I have a, a player model, which I have, which is the skeleton, and then two monsters, which I already have modeled. I have this shitty little dodo that I showed Andy and, like, a cool little crab with chubby cheeks. Um, and, like, all the base weapon types. I want to have, like, the, the what I'm calling the 1.0 prototype is, like, a playable thing with your character and you can pick whatever weapon you want and there's a few weapon skills and then like a, you can go between two different zones and fight monsters make a character log and all that stuff and then the 2.0 prototype will have like you know all the rest of the stuff that i kind of want to put in there for the starting set which is like a bunch of different spells and maybe a boss um stuff like that but like it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah. i don't know it's, we're getting there you. yeah just me uh, and that's kind of the insane part of it. I don't know. I like doing it just me. Um, I haven't even thought about sound, and that's another thing. It's like a cool I think puzzle. I'm spend a lot of time on right? BFXR, but like you, you're uh, trying to like fit your psyche into these different parts of game design that all require different parts of your brain, and like slicing up your effort level. Like you only have so much energy, right? So like breaking apart your brain into these different slices and then figuring out how to intricately weave them into the parts where they need to be and working on the right thing at the right time where your brain's firing off in that direction is such a cool puzzle of like self-refinement and like self-awareness that like I imagine you get a crazy like burst of dopamine when you're like lined up with your brain being in the right spot working on the correct thing and you're just like grooving and everything just fits in the slot um i guess i don't know (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot less elegant than that it's it's more like Uh... i like doing all these things (laughs) but not all the same time it's more like i'm kind of using my laziness as a weapon where i'm like i don't want to fucking do this asinine programming task i'll just make a sword i don't want to do this i don't want to make another fucking sword i'll just do this dumb texture map for a, a ground leaf <laughs> so i'm like constantly grumpy but like really satisfied at the same I'm time i'm so fucking happy i don't know it's nice 
Well, so you're like, I also lo- legitimately love doing all of the things, but like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like an energy thing. And it also like have some, like a lot of like relationships, what I'm doing in my life and work and well, how tired am I, you know, <laughs> but amazing how that uh, all intertwines. Yeah. Is anybody <laughs> my, else? My new current work process is constant, small progress instead of big, um, leaps and jumps and stuff. I, I used to take weeks or use up the majority of my vacation time on this kind of shit and uh it works but you know better to chip away your vacation time on you know (laughs) working on stuff so you're never really not working yeah i I actually wanted to ask you how you go about like fitting a project of this scale that is like probably taking a lot of your like mental energy just like your idle back of your brain energy even while you're doing other things like, how do you mm-hmm. fit it into life? <laughs> Lots of cheating. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I have a Google spreadsheet and I'm constantly just like jotting things down like a giant fucking spiderweb nightmare spreadsheet. And like at work when I have ideas or when I'm waiting for my build to compile mm-hmm. or whatever, I'll just throw a whole bunch of shit in there and worry about dealing with it later. And then I'll keep massaging that over time and... Like when I'm bored and don't want to play a video game or just in a big blah, I'll just open up Photoshop or whatever and work on some random thing and like making sure that any single piece that I can work on is like as easy as possible to open and do something on mm-hmm. uh, at all times. So like whatever I want to do, if I want to like open up a project and like put in a few lines of something, I can do that or like open up a Photoshop file and just like work on a little bit of this or that, the other thing, like just putting steps in place where like you can just open something up and work on it. I don't know. That's what I've been doing. Nice. Has anybody else been uh, working on anything? Yeah. So uh, the same project that I was working on before I talked about it, it's a, uh, like a, like a program. Well, it's like a, it's like a, a game design program for kids. Uh, they make like impact games and, um, meaning like games for helping to teach the user about some kind of social impact issue. Uh, I work on a, the assessment program. So I like help uh, uh, create a way for like teachers to assess kids on these key skills called 21st century skills. Um, they're like creativity, collaboration, communication, et cetera. So I'm, I'm, I'm always helping like measure that. So yeah, I talked about this in the past. Um, by the way, it did the, my, my, my part of that conference went up on YouTube. Finally, it has exactly 11 oh, nice. views right now. <laughs> soon be 12 um, soon yeah, be maybe it. like I'll be number 13 11 plus the four of you so yeah 15 yeah so a new year of that started this year and so we like did like a kind of like reflected on the past uh, uh programs and did some iterations on it uh so like interestingly this year uh we're making it optional to participate in the assessment bit to like actually like fill out the google forms and stuff that, that i collect my data from so we'll see if I get any data this year, but huh. um, we're also trying, yeah, right. But we're also trying to make it easier and more useful for for teachers. So like, instead of saying this is a requirement to participate in the program, it's more like here's the thing you could do, and here's like the reward you get for doing it. So like, we'll give you like, like they used to just sort of input the data in into the form and then never like it just kind of went into the void, and then they didn't really hear anything back that was like specific to them. So we're trying to figure mm-hmm. out ways to like give them their data back to them and like tell, make it a useful tool. And uh, I designed some 
uh, like printable tools for them as well. So like the rubric that is the form, meaning like each skill is split across like four levels, you know, like here's like the master level for creativity and here's the like, uh, you know, it's like novice, apprentice, senior, master. Those are the four levels and how each one is defined. Um, so we're giving that tool to the teacher so they could use it. Maybe they could fill it out for their students and like hand it to the student and be like, hey, here, look, I think you suck at creativity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, you're not creative at all. <laughs> yeah, at least as defined by this rubric, uh, right? So, and across all the different skills. And then I also created a class tracker so you could like individually like stick like the level like one, two, three, four for every student in your class on all the skills and like make a nice grid. And maybe those two tools would be useful both for teachers, but then also they could take that and that becomes data for us, you know? So we'll see how that all goes. I'm gonna write a blog post for them as well. This is not really a personal project, right? It's a freelance project, but like it's kind of personal because I don't, I'm not kind of not doing it for the money as much as I am for, because I've been participating in it, you know? Um, mm. I've been participating in this program like two jobs ago, you know, like <laughs> I was, a, I was a full-time employee at this one company that was working on this program. And then I did it as a freelancer when I was only a freelancer. And then now I'm doing it as a freelancing side project when I already have a different full-time job. So like I've been working on this program since its inception. And that program is older than your kid, Andy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the program, this is the sixth year of the program. Wow. Yeah. Shit. So I'm, I'm happy to keep working on it uh, with this, with this group. That's really cool. Well, do you guys want to do, Hey, check this out. Check this out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do check this out. Cool. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm going to recommend this week? Fucking Destiny yeah. 2 Beyond Light. <laughs> go check it out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Cheater. You're cheating. Yeah, check this out. But fine. Um, check this out. I suggest playing Destiny 2 and reading all the lore because it's really good. Lore books. No, I watched The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie. Like from like the most modern one, two thousand six or something. Yeah, yeah. two thousand seven, and the animation held up so well. I was expecting it to be total hot garbage, and it's like, looks like the new Lion King remake. Like, it's not really okay. selling it. No, but like <laughs> as far as visual fidelity goes, you know, like yes, true. Okay. The animation's total crap, garbage, lifeless in the new Lion King, right? But it's super photo real right so like mm -hmm. i was expecting like total crap blurriness of green screen matting and all this garbage and it held up like i was like looking at my partner and i were like this really was made like 15 years ago what the hell like how is it still so good and um i was not expecting that at all plus one of my favorite books of all time and i love the movie so check this and out they tried to make the entire series of all the Narnia books and the, the second or third movie didn't do well enough and it just stopped. Yeah, stopped it's so sad because like my magi the magician's nephew is like one of my favorite books in that series. And yeah, there's some good stuff. That is that the like origin story the one? Most, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the pools and they jump in and out of the yeah. pools and stuff. So cool. Uh, this weekend, I, I, I'm going to recommend uh, murder mystery parties. I did a murder mystery party <laughs> like, this weekend. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh. we, we've talked, uh, Roush, this is something you do a lot and I've, we've talked about before is that, you know, with your friends, you just go rent a house in the middle of nowhere and it's like mm-hmm. big and cozy and luxurious and it's got hot tubs and all that other stuff. So we did that. We went to the Catskills. And then they murdered someone and there was a mystery. <laughs> Then <laughs> there's a mystery on how we were going to get away with it. Um, yeah. No, murder, the, I've never done it before. And it was cool just how like accessible it was. But it was also fun. We got to like dress up, get in character, have a nice dinner. And like the were murder mystery. Were you the mystery. sexy waiter? I was, I was the sexy <laughs> uh, uh, chauffeur. Oh, and also nice. an escort. My, my character's name was Ford Escort. <laughs> perfect hell yeah Wait, hell so yeah do you like phil do you like is this like D D where you like create a character and a persona no. or are you given it's, that it's pre-made yeah okay. you're given the persona you're even given like scripts to read right oh. and like wow. the other people have questions at least at least the one that we did so it was like a very simple game design very easy for anyone to sort of participate in you know like there's like a round, there's like act one and here's the scenario, you know, this person was murdered, here's what happened and here are the characters and here's a few secrets about those characters and then other characters mm. can, you know, we can ask each other specific questions that are like scripted and then I have a scripted response for that question. And the way this one worked is that the murderer could be anybody and everyone has an innocent version of their script and a guilty version of their script. So you know ah, if you're innocent cool. or guilty, right? And you read the proper script. And the guilty script, of course, has like clues embedded in it and inconsistencies or lies or whatever that help people figure out whether, uh, whether you're the murderer. I was not the murderer. I was very innocent, even though I had an extremely, extremely clear motive. <laughs> my character's we motive was a... like, I wanted to get out of my contract with the, like the, the dead guy was, of course, like a lord or whatever, like a rich dude. And I was a chauffeur. And for some reason, I had a, like a life bond contract with him. That like I asked to get out of so I could go race Formula Three cars, and he just said no. <laughs> and apparently that means I'm just compelled to be his chauffeur for the rest of my life, right? Like, what the hell wow. kind of system is that? Hmm, so that was really my that was my right? character's potential motivation for wanting this guy dead, right? But I didn't do it. Or well, it's funny I? you brought up like uh, um, my friends and I going and, and having like the board game thing out in the woods because we had a, a very similar situation like that where. My one one of my friends that always goes with us, um, Azak, his his partner was doing a murder mystery thing. The two of them went to a murder mystery thing, and they wound up going to the exact same house that we picked to go to oh. completely separately for our board game night, and it wound up being like two weeks apart from each other. Whoa. So they went to the same house two weeks apart. From each other. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah funny. yeah. But like we were looking at the pictures, like oh my god, this place is so sick. It'd lo- be like you know, it looks like a, a cool like clue house or something is like a study and like cool tables and everything and like and then like you know brian's you... like oh shit we went there <laughs> it's like nice oh huh all right cool and they did a murder mystery thing just like you're describing i guess it was a lot of fun they are fun i recommend um, them i was i was watching i, I discovered that the uh, whole bunch of the wes anderson movies got put on amazon prime uh recently so i'm going to recommend every wes anderson movie because they're the fucking greatest thing in the world. I watched uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou today just because it's tied for second place with with me. I think Budapest is my favorite. Everything except for um, Darjeeling Limited is second place and Darjeeling is third. 
Uh, Grand Budapest is fucking phenomenal. Go home and watch it right now. You're at home. Watch it right now. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. No sleep oh is necessary. <sighs> I might just watch it tonight again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Go to bed. No, I don't need to. Cool. I'm going to recommend another movie uh, called Possessor. It actually just came out like a week or two ago, at least for like on demand and uh, streaming stuff because, you know, theaters and such. Uh, it's by Brandon Cronenberg, uh, son of David Cronenberg. He definitely follows in his father's footsteps. Uh, this is a, like a cyberpunk ish body horror movie. And the premise is like people take over other people's bodies to do evil things and it's so fucking cool and fucked up it's like yeah content warning it's like one of the goriest movies i've seen recently (laughs) Ah. oh man it's just i don't want to describe it too much to give it away but it's like so intense and and cool and it's just the cinematography is gorgeous and cool story and it's just awesome yeah what's the name of that again possessor possessor cool so good well i'm at a minler on Twitter, where can people find you guys? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what just happened? I am getting tired. We've done, that, we've done this 29 times and that's never happened. Uh, uh, you can yeah. find me on Twitter as well. I'm at the Brendo. And I am at Radhesion on Twitter. Also, soundcloud.com slash adhesion and adhesion.bandcamp.com. Go ahead, Porter. Okay. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. Where I don't do much at stakes. Three Z's. That's great. And you can find, you can contact all of us together at Team Radmars on Twitter, uh, radmars.com and radmars.itch.io. Great job. That's great. Say hi. We won't reply because no one checks it. Maybe we will. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You could be the first one we've ever at replied to on the Team Radmars Twitter account. You never know. The choice is yours. Wow. I think that's an episode, guys. Hello. Thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you guys for being here. Thank yeah. you. It was nice to be back. Thanks for having me and letting me talk at you for hours on end. Yeah, thank so you, whoever was editing, for ah, getting ah, through this ah, two and a half hour recording. I think Good luck editing this is <laughs> oh my God. I think this one's me. Yeah, my recording is at two hours, 27 minutes. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh-huh. Coffee's a hell of a drug. See you guys. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.